Welcome to another episode of Mornings with Marla. I am so excited because I have the man here who made that song for me. The intro song that you whipped up in like, I don't even know, 10 minutes. I was I paid for it. <laughs> flabbergasted by that. Um, Lee Rickson, uh, we have been friends for... Gosh, how long has it been? Years now? I don't know. Feels like forever. Who knows? It's 2020. No one knows the time. <laughs> yeah, it's been going super fast and super slow. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to have you here. Uh, we just we were talking about doing a podcast and like my intro song and everything, and um, just like soul friendships and soul connections and what that kind of looked like for us and what it means for other people and kind of how to navigate that um, when you meet a person and you just feel this like oh, we've been friends in another lifetime before, or we've known each other in another lifetime before. Um, And I'll let you share that story. But um, I just remember like the first day we met, it was like a slumber party. And we were just like, wait, have we been friends in a previous life? Like, I totally feel this. Um, So yeah, Lee, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you kind of uh, what's been going on. What's been going on? What hasn't been? No, I like long beach walks. Um, They're fine. No, so yeah, right. But yeah, I'm Lee. Um, we've been friends for, it's been, I think, almost three years now. Mm-hmm. And um, I think one of the things that, um, 26, Scorpio, you know, all that. No, I think one of the things that I actually was a kind of, I know, I'm emotionally and sexually charged at all times. <laughs> um, but no, I think 2020, if anything, too, has like brought to light. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate. It's just like you appreciate more because there's like less distractions going on so i think one of the interesting things about like when like our friendship which i've actually never experienced in the friendship before was like when we talk about soul connections it was like when we met it was like that instant thing that you just said but it was funny because everyone was telling us like we need to meet mm-hmm. <laughs> like everyone was saying that we needed to meet before we even like met i was like why this is like setting it up to be like you know whatever it was setting but, um, it up to be awkward i just remember like well, sitting yeah, at the there's bar so many like, expectations I know. Yeah. And then you just came over and you're like, Hey, I'm like, hi. <laughs> and then the rest was history. And then we yeah. got, yeah. And then yeah, we never we talked again. At, um, <laughs> my dad's restaurant, Lee was working there. Were you bartending at the time? Yeah. Yeah. And I was bartending. Bartender. I probably, <laughs> um, I like faked literally almost. Yeah. I was you looking fake your recipes too? in the back of my phone. <laughs> Wait, what resume? <laughs> <laughs> You didn't even need a resume. You're so fucking fabulous. No, I just walked in. I said, hi, I need a job. Daddy's on a budget. All right. Life's on a budget. Anyway. Yeah, but we sat at the- Life's on a budget. I first seen COVID happening in two years, so I need help. (laughs) Right. Now they're closed for a while. Um, But yeah, I sat down at the- Well, actually, I remember- Was I? No. Yes, I was just going through a breakup at the time. Like, it was the very beginning of it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't even. Hmm? Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. I remember Robin just being like, you need to meet this new bartender. You guys would hit it off super well. And I thought she was trying to set us up. And I was like, too soon, too soon. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> need some me time first between this breakup. Yeah. Like, set me up with Or too late, considering I came out like in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I sat, I like, first time I remember we talked, I was sitting by the bun machine. And you came up to me to grab one of those delicious buttery buns. And I feel like I hey, turned- they were 
beat red and you just came up and started chatting with me and I was like oh my god this is so embarrassing like I I was like I think he's yeah I don't know (laughs) well no well yeah you were correct um I mean it's sometimes I have a little you know slip ups it's pretty easy to tell sometimes but no I think you know I just moved up so like I just moved home right Mm -hmm. so I like was living on my own I was like really drowning in debt and it just like finances, unfortunately, can cause a lot of anxiety and stress. Mm-hmm. So at that time, like I got in a car accident and then moving back home at the age of like what I think I was just turning 24 or was 24, you know, it, I was like really just more so lost than I ever remember being in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like a huge reset. So, you know, moving to up to like, you know, this area where it's like, you know, really small towns and all that depicts a town as like a post office and a church and a bar. <laughs> like, you don't think that you're going to meet friends that are open-minded, that are, you know, old souls. It's kind of like that you just appreciate your relationships. Old souls, I feel like, you know, could acknowledge really deep relationships. So finding kind of like our friendship in the time that I was the most lost and then um, not having anybody like really close, like, it was just divine timing. And I really believe that that was like meant to happen. I know that you can share the, feel the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like, go ahead. Uh, Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I think we were both going through such a like tumultuous time. What were you going through? Like, what was your state? Like, what were you going through at the time? Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, when me and my partner broke up, we were living in a duplex. Like I was living upstairs and he was living downstairs. So it was just like, non- you can't escape that energy. And and you constantly know what the other person's doing. And I was just like, how in the hell am I going to get through this one? I need like, and I don't think I had that close of friends either in Green Lake at that time. Well, like, no, they're like acquaintances or not. Yeah. I don't want to say acquaintances, but like they're. They're your friends, but it's like, what? yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, when you really really want to go there and you need like kind of that like karmic healing from someone, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not friendships that you can kind of curate. Those are ones that kind of find you. Yeah. So, um, but, and it's interesting too, because like what I was saying was like our friendship, if there was a depiction of like a soul connection, it's been interesting that we like really took advantage of the time that we were together and we knew that it was like supposed to be soaked up. But then when you moved away, there was never like any animosity of like, if we got busy or like, Mm -hmm. and that's French. I mean, that's a soul connection because it's Mm -hmm. like, doesn't matter where locations are. Like we're all oneness and you can, you know, yeah. And does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I think like that's something I definitely wanted to touch on is like, there's friendships that, grow really quickly and exponentially. And then I feel like fizzle out at the same rate because something happens where it's just like all of a sudden you split and you don't hear from that person for a couple of years and, and whatever, but there's a difference in the friendship where we could just like pick off, pick up where we left off after not talking for a couple of months or like not being close to each other. And it just feels the same. It's the energy is the same, but also we know when to respect each other's boundaries. I think a lot of like, okay, you need some space right now. Cool. Like I don't take that offensively. I love you like move through it and I'll be here when you're on the other side. Um, for sure do you believe in multiple soulmates i do yeah i have to i have to of course well too i mean like when people hear the word soulmate they think like it's forever and like that's in in some ways yes i mean like the way that they can affect your life can be forever um but that doesn't like necessarily mean they're physically in it Mm -hmm. all the time so i think you know 
I don't know, when you meet like a soul friend, um, I was reading this and I'm, or I was reading this book that a girl on a podcast, very, very good plugs here, guys. <laughs> this one book from this one I was reading podcast. this one book and I think it was on like that one page that had like that <laughs> writing on it. <laughs> but anyways, they're talking about how, you know, like when you have deja vu, um, you, you just like in past lives. Um, so when you come back, you know, and you've lived a lot of past lives, like a lot of the times when you meet your soulmates that enter your life, they're actually supposed to come into your life to um, bring some sort of karmic healing into the things that happened in your past lives. So you're meeting all of these people at the divine timing to bring a healing to your karmic energy that you brought with you from past mm-hmm. lives, which I thought was really, really interesting. That's really awesome. Because, um, yeah. So. I, yeah. Cause I feel like, I mean, so I feel like our friendship started, we were at the bar. I was ordering a glass of wine. You sat next to me. I was like, okay, what's going to happen here. And then we ended up sitting in that giant lawn chair out in front for like oh hours. Yeah. If there was a heaven ever. So deep. And then, and then all of a sudden you were just like over and we had a slumber party. And then from there on, it was like, BFFs forever. Every day. Yeah. It was like every day we were hanging out. But it was what did a, that? It was so healing because I think we went to we'd go to the little Did you feel like we were like in our own little tunnel yeah. during that summer? It was a little heart-shaped tunnel because we even designated love days with each other. Yeah. No, I oh we oh my god, that's right. <laughs> we had um, I think four total over that summer love days where we just We were like, this is a Marla and Lee day and we're going to do phenomenal things with each other. And we, even if it was like the simplest thing, like sitting, I remember sitting outside in my backyard and you were just making me laugh so hard. Like literally beer was coming out of my nose. (laughs) Oh, that's Allie was there too, wasn't he? Yeah. I don't know. It was just, it was, you brought so much like happiness and joy and laughter and like, a deeper understanding of like who we are as individuals and people, but we're, we have like a very similar value system that it was like, we were helping heal each other without even really realizing it till like a couple, couple months in, I feel like. No, we didn't. And there was like, there was some times where um, I think when there was like hard truths that sometimes came out like through mm-hmm. our conversations too. Yeah. And I think even talking about that, if you, I mean, that's kind of like jumping ahead too, but I think that's also a testament. Like when we went through that patch as well, when you came back home at one Mm -hmm. time and I was also going through it, but Mm -hmm. I think going back to like soul connections and the topic too, um, do you find that you keep in touch with a lot of like your soul connections or do you kind of find that you just move through and like, do you know, do you know what I mean? Like move through life and. Yeah, it depends. I feel like recently it's been more far and few between. And I do have friendships that have stuck. Um, but I mean, Matt has brought up to me that he's like, you have a couple really true friends that reach out to you when like they genuinely want to talk to you. But he's like, you tend to collect people that only reach out to you when they're hurting or when they need some support. So it's been something I've been really trying to recognize of like, who is reaching out to me only for their benefit and who is reaching out to me because they genuinely want to be friends with me. And I feel like as you get a little older, you really kind of sort through that and, and keep, it's like, you don't need as many friends. You need those, those good friends. It's like when you start like understanding your own worth, you'll stop giving discounts to others. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No, that makes complete sense. And I think our personalities are both really similar in a way of like, we do, we can hold space for other people and we do have really good advice for someone who's coming to ask for it and we're happy to give it, but like, it can be emotionally draining when people don't recognize that they're, they're coming at, at you so often without anything in, like being reciprocal, which I feel like our relationship and our friendship was, is so reciprocal. Like if you're having a horrible day, you know, you can call me. And if I'm having a horrible day, I know I can call you, but that's not the only reason we communicate. No, definitely. And I think it's important too, that when you do want to make those connections that like you give the other person the space, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like the space to kind of just share how they're feeling or, um, And I think um, that's just one of the great things is we always just created space. Mm -hmm. So even like we're doing right now. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like we were, I think when I first moved to Boulder, we were Marco Poloing like 16 times a day. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know. I was watching them. (laughs) I was watching them. I got this uh, premium so I could watch all of the old videos. No way. I did. You should make a really compilation. Did. We'll release it. I tried. It said the file was too big. No. <laughs> I know. I'm going to have to wait for that 5G. We had so... I, I got that 5G. <laughs> you really? can do it on my phone. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> um, But yeah, I just... We were Marco Poloing even before I moved to Boulder with Matt a lot. And I just remember... Do you remember that one night we did the um, Marco Polo in the robot voice? Yeah. And we were yeah, laughing so fucking hard, but no one else thought it was funny. <laughs> Wait, that should be your intro song. <laughs> that should be, that, I'll add that to this and we'll play it later. Or when we're in the camper and we're slapping the bag of wine. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, yeah, that was uh, a, that was your birthday and my move away party. Saddest day of my life. Yeah, so you do you want to tell a little bit with about like without you? Okay, what? <laughs> do you want to tell a little of your living situation and just like what yep, in a van at the river? Yeah. Um, no, so my living situation, what do you mean? Just like tell them what I'm doing. <laughs> well, when when we were hanging out all the time in your little camper, oh, yeah, so we okay, so we own property, um, my grandparents do, and my parents bought about five acres off of them and built their forever home. Um, and then my aunt and uncle lived down the path. I called the witness protection program. Cause like literally I'm in the forest three miles in. So like, hello, 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 you know, um, <laughs> echoing in the trees, but, um, with all the property too, I mean, I've had friends come over and stuff and, um, I was literally living in before the house was built. I was living in a camper that I had to start with the generator, electricity and like no running water. And I don't, I don't know. Uh, it was a very, very long summer, but it was also very enjoyable because it made me like sit with myself a lot mm-hmm. um, because there wasn't like Wi-Fi. There wasn't, you know, you I don't know. I like Wi-Fi at that point. Mm-mm. Oh, wow. No. So, and then no I had to like it. slept over so much. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like, about can I come over or... and shower? I'm like, absolutely. It's a nice shower. <laughs> soul connection is more like how to leech. <laughs> you're not supposed to tell me that <laughs> oh, man. wait can we um but yeah all right. I, that camper was i think i slept over a couple times and maybe it was it's yeah i don't know 
It was something, that's for sure. We had a lot of good mm-hmm. memories there, but um, I think we more so like mobbed around the the two or three bars in Green Lake and had our like little wine dates every single night. <laughs> Wine's the best. I have a question for you that I kind of just thought about. Yeah. Like what, what do you think the purpose of Soul Connections is? Mm-hmm. And I guess like, have we even really explained, like, I guess there's so many different ways that Soul Connections, like what it means or what it could mean in interpretation, but I guess, what does it mean to you? And then I guess, what do you think? I mean, what pops up in my head right away is just like community. I I really feel that human beings need other human beings as a support system. I think it's kind of like grown through just like tribes and, and like evolution. It's like, we're, we're almost like pack animals, but I don't think there's a head necessarily. I mean, I guess there kind of is, but I think it's just having those people in your life that you know are going to be there for your entire life that are supporting you and have some cheerleaders because to move through life with zero cheerleaders, it's tough. So Mm -hmm. I I really feel like. It's your family. It's your soul family that you create. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have that connection with their actual family. So when you can build a family out of the humans that you have deep connections with, I think that's just so powerful and such a catalyst to be a better, happier person. And also it's it's like, yeah, someone to check you when you're, when you're fucked up, like when you're fucking wrong, it's like, what are you doing, dude? (laughs) That would beg the question though. Like, do you meet your soul? Do you meet the right soul connections when you're right with your own? self first like you know when like you attract the people Mm -hmm. that you bring into your life Mm -hmm. do you feel as if you know to really get a lot of benefit out of those soul connections do you think there's like can be toxic soul connections as well I think so I yeah I think I don't know to me everything is your mirror and and like anything you do or anything that's coming back to you you should look at as like okay, how am I projecting this myself? And like, how am I receiving that? And I think when you have someone like, it's so serendipitous that we met, you know what I mean? Like out of all Mm -hmm. of the time periods of us just both landing in Green Lake around the same time, it's like, I don't, I I feel like it's kind of like that meant to be situation. But I do think that if you're not careful, there are like vampires out there that are, you know, like, I don't know if, I find that what vampires mean, but like they suck your energy constantly and you can feel like it's a really good soul connection as a friendship, but you really have to ask yourself, do I feel more full after this conversation or after hanging out with this person? Or do I feel really depleted? Mm. And I think that happens in a lot of relationships. Most definitely boundaries like mean you do care too. Mm. I think, I think the heart, like a lot of the relationships that I've had that have, you know, not necessarily worked out or like, weren't really the best, like, you know, whatever they weren't really the best. I think a lot of the times I tried curating Mm -hmm. like the meaning of that relationship. So I tried like making it myself when really like we were just talking before we started the podcast, like just let it flow. Like, and I think that's how, when you just let Evan flow, that's when you start realizing and kind of, it's funny because we say the word flow, but really it's like, flow means that we're present you know what I mean mm-hmm. enough to let it flow. yeah to, <laughs> take a shot every time you hear flow. It is. like stop yes. like I think there's a lot of control that's like 
you want to control someone else or you want to, you're like, I feel so good because I have all these thoughts and feelings. Like, let me tell you about them and share them. And then I hope you feel the same way. But I think sometimes it's a lot of, um, I think we are talking, like I was voice memoing you yesterday or something. And I was saying like how I feel um, like some of the spiritual community is really spiritually bypassing and it makes you feel worse about yourself because they're like, hey, look at what I'm doing. You do this too. And this is going to work for you. And this is going to make you feel great when I think everyone's such an individual person and to feel good is different for everyone and what their process is is different for everyone. And I think that can happen in relationships too, where you're just like, want to catalyze or like um, make someone's growth more exponential, but like you're not recognizing that they have their own growth process and they have to learn those lessons that you learned too. And I think that's why we, we got along so well or are such good friends is because we have already had so many similar life experiences to bring us to where we are now. Interesting. How do you have hard, like, how do you have um, like when you're, whether it's a relationship or a friendship and you just feel like that's no longer good for you Mm. for whatever reason, whether it's like both of you agree mutually on that, or if it's just one-sided, but how do you think that conversation, um, I guess, when do you know it's time to like leave Mm. a soul connection or when it's time to like really invest in one? Uh, Your answer, you're asking a question that like something so applicable in my life right now. Um, But I think communication is so key. Like I'm going through this with one of my friends right now and um, they kind of fell off the face of the earth, but told me they were going to in a way that was like, I need to be off my phone for a while. So if I don't respond, text SOS, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I, but then I think the lack of like, this is what I'm going through and this is why I need space. It's just like, I need space. All of a sudden it turns around and you feel like you did something wrong kind of. Mm. So I think Mm -hmm. really being open about it, like if you were to be like, Hey, Marla, I'm moving through some stuff or like, I'm going in a hole to do my art and I need, I need a couple, like I need some space. I would be like, totally understandable. I get it. But if you're just like, I need some space. I can't talk to you. I'd be like, Oh fuck what I do, what I do, what I do. And then it's real in my brain all the time. So I think if you do need to end a soul connection, it's really important to speak the reasons why, even if you don't fully know them yourself, kind of let the person understand your process, your mental process behind it. And Mm. I think it's really important to set boundaries, but I think it needs to be a communicated boundary. It can't just be like, Oh, you're ghosted. So what about the person? Um, so if you're the person that, you know, was told that like, you don't want the connection and keep going, mm-hmm. I guess, how do you, I would ask the same question too. Like I have a thought after, um, but how would you go about coping with someone like cutting off, you know, a connection that you had without any say, or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you had no say, it just kind of came out of left field. It's um, hard. Yeah. Right. It's really I think fucking that, hard. I think that happens. And I asked that question because, um, you know, I, one of my first relationships that I had, it it was like that instant, you know, connection. It was more like, I just like got home after like our first time hanging out. I was like, what just happened? Mm -hmm. And it was, it was really, it was, it was great. But like at the end of the relationship, you know, um, and then after like a year or so, it took me a very long time to get over that, you know, Mm -hmm. because, you know, he broke up with me, but I think, and I think you asked me this question too, when we were, um, when you lived here still, like I was, 
you know, still struggling with like letting go of that in some ways. Remember I kept bringing it up, um, not kept bringing it up, but I would just have moments that reminded me. Well, and I realized breathing. that, <laughs> right. Yeah. It was just, it was just a lot of wine guys. We were um, <laughs> grieving hard. <laughs> we were already grieving 2020 before 2020. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I asked myself, I was like, you know, I'm what I'm not missing anything. Like what I'm missing is something in myself which is why it's not being felt. And like that started a whole nother journey. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just one journey after the next, but. Yeah. I think that the recognition I, and I did, I think this is a death process. I think when someone leaves you, it is it, like, yes, they are still there in physical form, but they're no longer there in your life. So I think it's very similar to a grieving death process. It's like, how can you cherish the memories that you did have? How can you learn lessons from that experience? How do you see you grew yourself through that experience and like what you learned and the knowledge you gained? And how can you find every little bit of growth and self, like more value of yourself through it? I feel like anybody in your life should just be a vet, like, they should just be a comp or a compliment to your growth, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's encouraging it or just being there for the ride or, you know, inspiring some of it as well. Mm-hmm. It was interesting because I, you know, my birthday and your birthday's coming up too. Yeah. Very exciting. It's in um, like less than a week. I'm I wish I was there. And I am like coming though. Watch my Marco Polo. Before, huh? <laughs> really? There's an eclipse today before and Saturn and Jupiter line up on the 21st. It's supposed to be like since like the mid evil times. That's like my, that's my favorite line. (laughs) (laughs) That my birthday is fucking epic this year (laughs) and like energetically pretty fucked (laughs) and it's 2020 and we're in second lockdown, you know, it's all good. We're in a second lockdown? What? (laughs) Great. Sorry, Tim. Oh my god. No, don't apologize. Yeah. Oh, here goes the wine again, guys. (laughs) (laughs) David, bring me a bottle. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. Should we be hosting this podcast or we should be listening to one? (laughs) No, I think this is perfect. (laughs) I'm kidding. I like where I like where this is going, and you're interviewing me a little bit, which has not happened before. So this is great. Uh, this is actually mornings with Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's taking over today. He's <laughs> taking over, yeah, yeah. But yeah, what was that? What did that process look like for you when you were left and you felt? And I know, like it for you, it was like the rug was literally pulled out from under you. It was like your world 180. I feel like. Oh, completely. I, you know, granted I was young. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you ever have any problems, just say I'm young. Um, no. <laughs> I'm 36, but I'm young. <laughs> I, I was just young. Next question. No. Um, <laughs> um, I honestly didn't know how to deal with it. I, I really, I mean, to, when I talked about moving up here and that was lost, like that was like my own personal journey, which is like mm-hmm. what was reset. But I think what I was trying to discover was a world without someone that really like I let be my world, you know, which isn't a bad thing, but also too, like you have to, it's that really old traditional of how can you, like, if you can't love yourself, how can you give that to someone else? Mm-hmm. And I've asked myself the same question and to just to sum it up, I think it goes back to being present and not letting things flow. Like I wanted to always do the next step 
because the next step filled the insecurity of me thinking I was going to lose him because I didn't feel I was good enough mm-hmm. for that great relationship of what it was. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. So it was a lot of self-sabotage and solidifying a false um, reassurance that he was going to be there through like acts of service, like acts of doing things that j- they weren't needed. The things that I think about the most are like the very small, minute things that we used to do, you know, mm-hmm. whether it was just like watching that one show or whatever. So I, I, I handled it through recognizing other soul connections. I think it really just ties mm-hmm. back. And that's when I started creating my soul family. Like I, we don't have to do life alone. Like we were never meant to, it goes mm-hmm. back to your whole pack idea. Mm-hmm. So I started rekindling my friendship with, you know, my friend Bez in Chicago. And like, cause we had a little bit of a falling out, but I was young. Um, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that for now. Yeah. Uh, do stand up comedy too, guys. It's <laughs> once a, once every five years. Um, it takes me a while for new material anyways. And then, you know, like, um, just investing into relationships that were already present in my life. Like sometimes the grass is just greener where you water it. You know, so mm, I like that a lot. Yeah, Sometimes the grass is just greener where you water it. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah, I just pulled that one out of my ass. I like that. <laughs> Did you just come up with that? That no, was really good. I, I, <laughs> oh my god! I promise, I'm pretty much sober right now. Um, pr- yeah, me too. <laughs> with your tea, actually, you're a little sleep deprived. I think, but you know. We're rolling What's with it. sleep? Yeah. What is sleep? Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think Oh my God, that... the song that's playing on my TV is literally called Sleep Well. <laughs> is that not like foreshadowing or what? Hopefully it'll lull you to sleep after this and you can get a good night's sleep. But What if I'm sleeping already and I wake up and I'm like, whoa, who did that? <laughs> it's a whole new day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, to like, per whatever you just said to like answer to that a little bit, I think that when you're a hundred percent relying on someone else for all of your self-worth and all of your value, when that fails, which it most likely will, I think that is just such a huge shift and your world crumbles. Like you're like, wait, who am I anymore without this person? That's why I think like really doing the self-work and really doing the self-love and loving every single piece of yourself, every shitty part, every great part, like every part in like cavity and all your whole body, like you have to love that more than anyone else because you're the only person who can love that more than anyone else. Completely. And that's a daily practice too. Like that is something. And we talk about that too. Like we never call each other up and I hate, like, I don't think it does anybody any good to just kind of like surface level how you're really feeling. And I call that like checking in. Mm -hmm. So I think like, it's really important that we really ask the questions like, how are you really doing today? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, So yeah, I like totally, yeah, yeah, bring me back. Where did I go? Sorry. (laughs) I've got a lot of check-in text messages like lately and I'm like checking in doing great. You know what I mean? It's not, Well, like- I love that we send audio messages too, because yeah. that's more, it's just like so simple, but a, I can talk a lot more things in than, you know, dying in a car accident. That's not funny, but <laughs> I wasn't one anyway. Um, pull up the picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, I, but you know what I mean? Yeah. The, I, I think, being personal is important 
Like just yeah. being authentically yourself and, and loving yourself through that. And like, you cannot please everyone and you cannot make everyone happy and everyone's not going to fucking love you. Like people aren't every single human being on this planet is not going to love who you are as a person. But if you can love yourself through all of it, and if you are a genuine person and try and do moralistic and ethical things, I think that's where the magic happens. Mm, and I, magic happens, and with me and Matt, like the way we met, I had, I think, was, the way you guys met was very like I was there for that whole time, like the whole thing. Yeah, because you came process. back from the festival. Yeah, the whole like I saw it um, shift and move and um, like turn into. It was already beautiful to get with, but what you guys I think was really like a testament is you guys have really grown into love with one another, and you mm-hmm. kind of affirmed that when I asked you. And that's something that takes work. That's mm-hmm. communicate that, like a you lot. said, communication. It's a lot of work, and it's saying that I'm not going to give up because I do care and love you. You know, mm-hmm. and we had a lot of we had to have a lot of communication, like a lot about asking hard questions, like what are you expecting out of this? Like, are you open to open relationships? Are like, blo- like all of these things? And actually, real we were questions. Last- we were laying in bed last night, and I was like you know, the fact that we found each other and we like to live similarly is pretty insane. Like we like to go to bed at the same time. We get up around the same time. We like, we're not codependent, but we really like to be around each other, which is also really healthy. Like usually I'm in relationships. I'm super codependent. I can't go out or do anything without the other person. And that's not the case here at all. Um, And I was just like, how do we fucking find each other? And I think it's really because I was growing in love with myself and like who I was Mm -hmm. as a person. And I think he was kind of on a similar path and we respected that through each other. And we knew we could grow together in a beautiful way. Wasn't putting pressure on each other. Like you meet those people and it's, you like them, but they're almost too comfortable. It's Mm -hmm. like comfort's a really beautiful thing, but nothing really ever grows there. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. to be, and not to say that you want to wake up and be like an anxiety basket case, but you know, to, to understand that you're, you're like, having to reflect on aspects of how your life is moving in certain parts, like that means that you're growing. And I think um, the more that you grow with yourself, the more beautiful relationships are going to cultivate and like open your eyes to in one more thing. I just, that brought it up. So Utica, um, she just got a repos, you know, drag race, which is phenomenal. Um, and I remember back in March when we, f- we just met the one time, and it was at my friend's birthday, but we like totally clicked and we just stayed up till four in the morning sharing music and his creative ideas. And I was like, you need to go and repose Drag Race. And, but like what he did was he was so present with me in that moment of like listening to music that it, it really inspired me to like, I made simmer after that. Like it was just you, if you're open to these connections um, and you're open to what they can bring you, like that's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you, how do you give your space to be open like to let all that in do you feel dropping judgment of whatever mm, that's judgment a good, yeah. of yourself and how you're acting judgment of the other person and what they're going through I think like you said letting it flow whereas if you're with someone and you're constantly critiquing yourself in that conversation self-sabotage you know, yeah yeah just being authentic or if you're constantly trying to put place a story on someone else it's it, you're not getting the whole authentic experience and i think there's such beauty within staying up till 4 a.m sharing it's music like, and stories it's like we create our own little false like um storylines yeah. with our like friendship, I think false narratives that are not true and being an empath, which I know you are too. I do that 
all the time. So what Mm -hmm. I've started to do is ask questions. Like for example, I nanny for this family and the little girl was really upset yesterday. And I know she's five and I know she's been having a problem with her best friend at school, like girl drama, of course. Um, so I texted her mom and I was like, Hey, is everything okay? Like, cause she just went to homeschool two days a week. And I was wondering if it was because of this friendship. So I just fucking texted her and asked her (laughs) instead of creating this narrative in my head. Like I knew the whole freaking story, which I didn't, you know, it's like, just ask the question and don't be afraid Mm -hmm. to ask the question to gain some clarity instead of creating this false narrative that you're just going to create this whole story in your head. That's not even true. And then you're living your life abiding by that. And it's just like, and starting those, like starting those conversations up before you, you know, ask those questions. I think uh, what I have actually used a couple of times and I should practice even more is like, if you're, if you're about to have that conversation, always start with like the story that I'm telling myself is mm-hmm. that what it does is it like, it lays out the foundation for that rest of that conversation between whoever, um, to understand that, like, this isn't the reality, but this is what I've created in my own reality. So I'm coming to you in a very like humbled way so that we can really talk about it. Cause I think that kind of breaks down any ego saying like, this is just a story I'm telling myself. So help me understand. Yeah. And, and, and it's the smart thing to do, especially early on in friendships and relationships or like early on in the thought process. Cause I feel like that's where passion, passive aggression starts to unfold is like you created this narrative. So you're living your life off this narrative. It's creating anger and you're going to be more and more angry about more and more things when the first thing in the first place wasn't true at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a hard conversation so- to have though. And we can talk about like that situation. We don't have to go into the what the details were because mm-hmm. honestly, I don't even really remember. I but, don't remember. I was trying to think about it today. <laughs> well, it was just because we were both, we, you moved away and then we didn't like, um, when we came back together, we were kind of like, we were just shifting mm-hmm. at a different angle, but mm-hmm. obviously we we're all in the same still book. But I think what I learned from that, which I really like, what happened with that was like, I didn't. I didn't drop judgment the way that I like talked to you after like you kind of shared with me, like what was really going on. And like, mm-hmm. I asked those questions, but what I didn't do is I didn't do the follow-up with it. Mm-hmm. So what happened was it created confusion and it, it kind of like, we both didn't really know how to like, just like talk about it after. I mean, it wasn't a big deal, but mm-hmm. um, in that I- very moment, I wonder if we had the tools, if it would have went a different way, that conversation, you know, a hundred percent. We were like, this is we're we're referring to, I think. Uh, yeah, go for it. Share whatever. We, we yeah, we we got in a like a little tiff. I think we've had a few tiffs in our friendship. Which well, been. I bas- I basically said that like I thought that you were. I think I I really used the word lost. Like I told you that I felt like you were lost and that I didn't understand where you were. But at the same time, I was just as lost. So like that was a reflection of my own like mm-hmm. self saying that to you, and you do it to the ones that you love, you know. Yeah. And I was lost and I just wasn't willing to admit it at that point, which I actually had a few friends tell me they thought I was like a little off and I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But that was like the so, beginning of my depression. So, okay. So that's good. Like friends acknowledge the truth, right? The hard truth. And I was as well. So mm-hmm. how could you go? Like how, how would we have handled or how, how many times can I say how, I guess knowing the tools that we've gathered in the last three i mean even two years what could we have done differently you think yeah like and it happened the way well but i feel like i would have you tell me like what would you have wished from me or like hope that it would have went i think 
from my perspective and like I don't fully remember exactly what happened and I know it was very brief and I was visiting for a really short amount of time and we I were young like, yeah we were young <laughs> um I feel like you felt a little hurt that I didn't make enough space for you one-on-one um as like just to hang out as friends because it was the first time I was visiting back which I totally acknowledge and like would have done differently um and I think by creating that space we could have had a a more fluid conversation rather than it being such a blip on the screen conversation it would have been a held safe space so like I wanted to but I wanted to so where you wanted to have space to like talk about what happened that we could move forward I was trying to create space thinking that that would like again solidify our friendship that's so crazy like Mm -hmm. I was hurt because we weren't hanging out but really if we did hang out, it wouldn't have been as like, magical. I guess. Right. Like it wouldn't have really been any, like a lot of exchange because we just, we weren't already on the same. And sometimes a lot of that exchange comes from doing your own journey because it's, you're feeding it back into one another when you can come together like this and talk Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. I think we were both crazy that I was trying to do that. That's that's another thing, though, is I think we were both in very different headspaces in our lives. Mm -hmm. And and when you come together and neither of you are in a very appropriate headspace to be having a conversation on a limited amount of time. Yeah, I think. And we did come together and say that, like, and that was really and I think that was a testament. Like we did come together and say, like, we're just on different pages and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like we were and it it was just very like mature. And I think um, I've never had a friendship grow. Like that's what I was trying to say at the beginning of the podcast is our friendship has been so uniquely um, growth specific. Yeah. I think because we both came at it from a, I still love you and I will like, you'll all, I'll always love you and you'll always be part of my life. But right now I just feel like we're on different wavelengths. I think that's exactly what kind of happened between us both. And then you know, we didn't even pressure ourselves to come back into friendship or come back into communication. Cause I don't think we talked for a few months, but it was interesting to see the people around us too, that like notice something like, you know what I mean? When you create that dynamic mm-hmm. and it was interesting to see, like, I don't know. It was like, well, also in a town of 1200 people, there's nothing else to do but gossip, which, which I also think back on. And I'm just like, God, I was such a fucking asshole. <laughs> like I would just, I would engage in the gossip cause there's nothing else to do. <laughs> I'm like, Oh man, I'm glad I learned and grew from that one. <laughs> there really wasn't though. I mean, like, good Lord. I would just like my highlight of every night was when you would just stay after and have like, the last part. Oh my God. Yeah. We would stay when you were closing the bar and I would sit on the other side. Do you remember the ghost? You jumped five feet oh, in the yeah. air. Didn't we name right him? We named him like... <laughs> Wait, what did we name the ghost? Oh, I forget what we named him, but we did name a plant named Frederick and he died. Oh my God. It died. Oh God. Yeah. Oh man, I didn't. I was gonna was, ask you about that. It's hanging, so, hanging on a thrust. That plant, I rescued this free plant from the front of a church, and it was so damn big, it would like hang out of my. I had an SUV, and it hung out the back and was like dragging along. And we had a day where we planted Frederick, and I remember driving to your house, which was like 15 minutes, but you kind of had to take a little high, a, like a not a highway. The witness but, protection yeah. program, yeah, they take your blood scan and everything. yeah. So we had to get eye scanned in, and she's like, shut up. <laughs> got frederick onto the property 
<laughs> and then we tr- we transplanted oh. him. That was a whole day. That was another love day. Um, then we Googled it. It was a love day. And figured out he didn't survive in the winter. Do you remember that? Nope. Like, this plant we basically planted him in winter. We basically literally like dug his grave, quite literally, and then put him in it. <laughs> alive. <laughs> we buried him alive. Oh, no, we don't guard it. No, no, no. We're in a different kind of business. <laughs> <laughs> we just pretend. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, um, it's for the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we did it for the gram, guys. Yeah, it was a lot of work for the gram. I was really tired. I was like, what is this worth? And then we stopped talking. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's how. That's where our friendship ended, and here we are today. Yeah, she didn't <laughs> like my edit. <laughs> What's another Anyways, fucking no. funny story? Um, what? Oh, when I went. Okay, so we went to Pride, and you oh don't remember God, any of it. Avoid that one. <laughs> she doesn't remember any of Pride, guys. Like I, I have pictures, and she's like, "Wow." But what happened was, I saw the psychic, and do you remember seeing the psychic? That's the last thing I remember. <laughs> well, she did a good job. Um, <laughs> so I like sat down, and she's like, "Well." I see you being single. Like you're going to have a long relationship. It's going to be like in your late twenties. Well, that's tracking. Um, and then she said that I'm going to have a long vitality, but I was going to have long problems. Well then COVID and like, wait, didn't she say you did. were going to be single for a really long time? Yeah. Like who says that? That's That was a little rude. Well, I don't think she, I was drinking. I, she didn't probably say that. She was probably like, you know, off yonder, you know, I don't know. But she, um, she, she was pretty like intentional with her predictions, and um, here I am, still everything she predicted. Holla! If you want a beautiful man, I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. I think psychics are really interesting. I, I just think sometimes um, we don't, we can't know the answers to things we just haven't lived yet. Mm. So I just feel when we stop trying to figure out every, cause we're just human and we need to make sense of every narrative. Like we were talking about in our heads mm-hmm. that sometimes like the answers come when you're walking to your car door and you're like, Oh wow. Like, wow, we got here. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But you never thought about it because you stopped thinking about it and you did it. Yeah. It's like the light bulbs go off when you relinquish control and just like lean in completely just lean in and go. Yes. I, I have so many light bulbs all the time where I'm just like in a bath, just like trying to meditate or watch TV or whatever. And I'm just like, whoa, crazy epiphany. Oh my God. I just figured it all out five years later. Oh my God. Have you touched on like every topic on this podcast? Yeah. This is what we do. This is our conversations. I love it. I do Mornings. want to talk about oh, your music. Yes. Um, first though, before we do that, I just want to say that this has been such a cool honor and it's kind of cool that we kind of not rekindled, but we just connected the way that we did, um, and Mm -hmm. talked about something like really intentional about that. I think that's really awesome. And you're doing such an amazing job and you're growing exponentially. So it's just like, yeah, we haven't had that that conversation about our fallout at all. I don't think. No, 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 not in this way. Like to and we ignored it a little bit. Yeah. I'm actually mad all over again. So. Oh, no. 
<laughs> no, but keep keep doing it. I think you, you just have your light is very radiant. So when you like see that yourself, it's uh, pretty. No, it's very noticeable. Oh, thank you. And inspiring. You're, You're welcome. Inspired. So my name's Lee. I play the banjo. Um, God, these the jokes river. suck. Yeah. <laughs> no, so like I was really struggling for a long time. Um, just God's sakes, picking a name because I was like changing my like name. Um, for like what I wanted to put it on Spotify and stuff. And it was a lot of trial and error. So like I would upload a song and it would like totally sound distorted, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, long story short, I'm on Spotify and um, streaming services uh, just under my name, Lee Rickson. And um, I have two songs, Simmer and Transcend on there. Uh, I love lo-fi vibes. Mm. Um, I feel like that's just been like my mood lately, but um, more to come, all spectrums. Sure. Tropical house, dubstep, rap. Dubby dub, baby. <laughs> oh my god! I also I just fucking realized, dude, I couldn't hear you because my volume wasn't up on my computer. She's like, I gotta hear about his music again. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like. Um, a, I've listened to Sivir and Transcend yesterday, like on repeat. Like I had to pick up the little girl that I was working for, and she goes, "What is this?" And I was like, "It's my friend's music." She goes, "Can we listen to Rudolph?" <laughs> <laughs> so I had to put on shitty Christmas music for her. There's um, like so on your podcast. Can you see who streams it? Like in countries and stuff. Uh, I don't know. So because like they have Spotify for artists, where you can kind of see the back end mm. of your. Uh, I'll have to look at my Spotify. I haven't really. I try to like even when I post a story on Instagram, I cover how many people have seen it with my thumb because I just feel like it takes totally away from. Mm-hmm. I, like even yesterday, I was scrolling Instagram and I was like, "This is so fucking boring." Like I'm really over it. <laughs> I like, like DMs, what am, but... Yeah. Like why am I on here? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I try not to worry about I love seeing the numbers grow and I love seeing the growth part, but I'm trying not to attach to the amount. And yeah, and I was gonna say too, like when you're talking about um like you didn't upload a uh YouTube episode last week and you're doing it consistently every week. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot I there's a lot of like YouTubers that make like a whole living off of it that actually talk about that like they had to give themselves permission to be human and not like mm-hmm. you know get in that structure because then it becomes less enjoyable right to exactly. like feel like you have to record like i'm one. doing this for fun this is so enjoyable to me to do and when i start to guilt trip myself or like even if it's friday and i know i'm launching a podcast on sunday and i haven't done it yet i'm like it's always in my mind on like this list and i feel like i can't focus until i get it done because that, that's like mm-hmm. the type of person I am but I'm really trying to let go of that and I'm trying to stay consistent while not guilt tripping myself about maybe not being consistent it's an interesting balance completely but but yeah I like, right. like I said I listened to your song so many times on repeat and I need more so uh, if you could <laughs> that. January 1st <laughs> that would be awesome yeah Ooh, let me just New Year's Day yeah. New Year's Day there's gonna be another one yeah, it's going to be Of course, I'll get um, to hear it before, right? <laughs> there are probably like 18 versions before it's ready. Yeah, of course. What do you think of this one? I feel like some some of my friends have like even stopped responding until like they just know that I'm going to send like four more after. Uh-huh. So like they'll wait and they'll be like, oh, yeah, is that the one you sent like last month? I like that one. You're like, yeah, but I changed like the 0.02 seconds at the end. Come on. Yeah, it's actually a ballad now. Yeah. But anyway, check out his music because it's freaking amazing. I know you have deleted and recreated your Instagram at least seven times since I've met you. At least. It's sticking now. Everything's Lee Rickson. My mom even asked, she's like, 
positive <laughs> positive i, I paid enough to... money to paid enough money to change his damn name it's like oh david nelson has followed you oh lee rickson has followed you lee rickson's following you i'm like how many fucking instagrams are we deleting <laughs> i know I, people won't even follow me back like from high school because they're like this guy's crazy yeah no but my mom was like why didn't you spell your last name r-i-c-k-s-o-n and i was like well that apple id was already taken so like <laughs> <laughs> I love But no, literally build. everything's Lee Rickson. Snapchat's not like everything is just my name. Okay. Because you yeah. like you were building, I know you had a huge Instagram following for a while. Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of like going back to the numbers thing, like or the covering the people. I was getting way too consumed mm-hmm. with like just that was that was my like but that was my affirmations was like false. Yeah, that's the beauty of what you do is like you are like, oh, this is veering me off my path of like where I want to be in my own headspace. I'm going to fucking delete 60,000 people on my Instagram. You know what I think? Like now that I think when you ask me that question, which is why I love the questions, is I think like um, I had to disconnect from all of that Mm -hmm. because if I didn't, I wouldn't be making the music that I'm making genuinely Mm -hmm. because I would be, you know what I'm saying? Like I think I'm really making... And granted, the piano is like a different story, but I think everything happens for a reason. And if I were to not disconnect, I wouldn't be authentically creating art right now. Mm-hmm. I just know? remember that day you deleted like 5,000 or 10,000 pictures off your old iPhone and I was crying. Oh, I hate that. I know. Cause I think about that now. I'm like, oh man, I was so like, many good memories. Yeah. But you're like, no, clear slate. We're doing it. Yeah. Sometimes you need to do that out. though. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just I was it. young. I was young. <laughs> when we were young. Um, anyway. Yeah. Your music's fucking amazing. I'm so excited Thanks, for everything to come for you. I, you know, I've been your biggest fucking cheerleader since day one. You certainly only have. because I will be backstage with you. That's the only reason. I- <laughs> of course. And Grizz is going to be there. Oh yeah. We got to get soulmate. you hooked up with Grizz. Liz. <laughs> Uh, well, Boo Boo on there Red Rock been, stage, it would be amazing. Yes. Well, I know that we're coming to the end, but one of the greatest gifts that I've had is like having you um, in my life. So thank you for this. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your truth. I'm yeah. loving it, and I know that other people are too. So thank you. Where can how? What's your Instagram? How can people find you? Lee Rickson. Everything's R I S O N. S O N. Yep. And if you don't like me, my name's Chris. Just kidding. Ricks. Lee. Lee Rickson. It's going to be a, an adjustment for me to, because I, I mean, it was just like Davey Wavy. Yeah, I know. You can call me. I mean, like my family still calls me David. I guess people are like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, But no, I legally changed my name this past year. And I think I didn't have the answer, but I think when my mom asked me, she goes, why, like, why do you want to change it? The answer that I told her was it's because it's the one thing that, no one can take away from me that mm-hmm. I actually did for myself. And like, I know it's in like a kind of a, like a material way in a way, but your name identifies a lot. And I feel like mm-hmm. when you grow up and you're just kind of whatever, it's a whole nother story, but how'd you have very to empowering. I want to hear about that quick. Did you, did you have a hard time like just converting over? Like, like writing. Yeah. I felt like I was forging my parents' signatures in high school again for notes. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? Why do I look like I can't sign? I was like, it's, and it was funny because even like I would hand people my driver's license with my like Lee Rickson and I like, I would like have this like subconscious, like, oh my God, they're going to know it's fake, but it's not fake. Like I was like, 
Yeah. It's an, a, it's a whole transition, but I, like I said, I love that you like scrapped it all and started from the foundation and you have really just cultivated and built up for yourself to get where you want to go. I appreciate that. Thank you. And I hope to um, be on um, the top 100 billboards one day. Or yeah, me too. Just kidding. <laughs> Honestly, yes, I would love to be like Burning Man and stuff. Honestly, if there was ever a time that mainstream like music and whatever is less a turn, like more of a turn off because of 2020 is now. Mm-hmm. I love the underground like, and a lot of artists are doing that now. They're stripping down and doing like acoustic covers and stuff mm-hmm. like Halsey just did it. But I love, love anyway, that. my next song is called ADHD. Can you tell? All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you so much. Go support Lee and follow him on Spotify. And um, I'm really excited for the first, for the next song, although I'm going to be jamming to it beforehand. And uh, maybe you should do some sneak peeks on Instagram. Sounds good. I will. Congratulations again on this podcast. Thanks for having me. Yes. Love you all. Thanks for joining. Love you. With Marla. Love you, Lee. I'm so excited we got to do this and have a beautiful day. Maybe I need an extra, like X out song now. Yeah. Maybe you should just play like ba da ba ba ba. We're loving Marla. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wait. No, do yours. That was way better. See you next time. (laughs) Okay. Bye.